0: Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday, March the 9th, Tuesday of the third week of Lent. And our Gospel reading this morning comes through the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Matthew 18, 21 through 35. And it focuses its attention on a very important uh, Latin theme, the theme of forgiveness. Now, at first blush, or on the surface, the notion of forgiveness seems uh, like a rather easy lift. You know, very often we say, oh, it's okay, I forgive you, which is said usually along the uh, order of uh, have a nice day whatever that means. And so we say I forgive and we kind of move on and so on and so forth. But at the end of our gospel reading, and we'll go over it a bit, Jesus says, my heavenly father will treat you in exactly the same way. That is, if you don't forgive. Unless each of you forgives from the heart, Uh, There's the rub from the heart. Forgiveness is no longer such an easy lift. In fact, in many instances, it's a burden, especially if someone whom we care about, someone in our family, a close associate, a classmate, someone like that, to forgive from the heart And what is so difficult about forgiving? Well, if we think about it, very often, one of the major obstacles to forgiveness is the obstacle of never having experienced love. Love and forgiveness go together. The person who is without love, the person who has never been shown love, the person who has never experienced that finds it very difficult to forgive, because in the place of love, the person has often been shown resentment, bitterness, vengeance, even violence, retribution. Uh, And therefore, that person learns early on that there really is no room for forgiveness from the heart, because the heart the very core and soul of a person, that's what the Bible means by heart, the very essence of what a person is, that that is vacant or very anemic. A person has not experienced love. So when one finds that one is not able to forgive, really forgive from the heart and not remember. Do you remember when you did this? You remember when you said that. In other words, we have stored it up. We have kept the books. Uh, the scar has never healed. The womb has never received the balm of love and forgiveness. It's very difficult to do. It's very difficult to show what we ourselves have not been shown. And so, forgiveness must come from the heart. And we find in the life of Jesus, especially on the cross, in the scene in the Gospel of St. Matthew, where Jesus is suspended between the two thieves. And one asks for forgiveness. He begins by saying, we are here justly. We are here because we deserve what we have done, but this man is innocent. And he says, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus says, From this day you shall be with me in paradise. And Jesus offers a prayer to the Father Father, forgive them. Forgive those who have put me through. All that has taken Garden of Gethsemane, the arrest, the betrayal of my disciples, the denial, the leaving me alone, the forsaking of me, all of that, the crucifixion, the carrying of the cross, all of that, Jesus prays that the Father will forgive them, for they know not what they do that's because jesus is the embodiment of the divine love jesus is love incarnate and therefore that forgiveness that we all hope we arrive at and that we receive from god and from others is something that flows from within us and so forgiveness is is, is difficult it's difficult even in the best of circumstances, if we do not forgive because we have experienced love, God's unbounded love for us. And in this particular gospel passage, Peter, the spokesman, comes up and says, Lord, when my brother wrongs me, how many times must I forgive him? Seven times? Peter, thinking he was being quite generous and Uh, very heroic, Uh, Jesus says, no, not seven times, but seventy times seven times. Number seven, of course, is the number of perfection and completion. So, Peter, I'm certainly standing on good ground by saying seven. And Jesus says, no, it's seventy times seven, meaning every time that one comes to us and from the heart seeks our forgiveness. We are to respond heart to heart. I forgive you. I, When I forgive, I forget. I don't walk around with it, hugging it like a resentment or an opportunity for vengeance or an opportunity to gloat when the other person has a misstep or a disappointment or falls into a bad situation. We don't we don't take joy in that and glee in that. As if somehow the ledger has been balanced. Oh yes, we said I forgive you. But in our heart we really don't mean it. And and, and that's that's the that's the challenge of forgiveness. And it's especially true again When those who are closest to us, those whom we have shared much of our lives, maybe again within our family, we have families where members don't speak to each other for years. And the great tragedy is is that one of the members may die, and we don't have that opportunity to tell them face-to-face that I forgive you. Yes, we can pray for them, we can express that through prayer. And that's a good thing. But there is something missing. and We know it is. We feel it. And what do we regret replaces resentment. We begin to regret that missed opportunity for healing the breach, for putting balm over the wound, for putting that healing words. I forgive you from the heart that person who needed it so badly we need to, we need to be able to say I forgive you from the heart as much if not more so than the person who was seeking our forgiveness and it would be helpful to spend just a few minutes uh, today uh, Looking in the Old Testament at the book of Daniel, chapter three, verses twenty five, and then verses thirty four to forty three. Uh, the, the prophet Daniel uh, he says to us in a situation that's really quite dire, uh, he says we have in our day. No prince, prophet, or leader. No holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense. No place to offer first fruits, to find favor with you, you being God. But this is what Daniel says. But with contrite heart and humble spirit, let us be received, as though it were holocaust of rams and bullocks or thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We are in awe of your majesty, and we pray to you. Do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and great mercy that is the sacrifice a heart a heart that is circumcised a heart that is changed from stone to flesh the holocaust and the sacrifice and the offerings and the incense and all of that pales in comparison to a contrite heart and a humble spirit that is the sacrifice that almighty god wants from all of the other things are fine. All of our prayers and all of the good works that we do. and All of that is, is, is wonderful. It, it, it is. It's a gift of grace. But we also must make sure that it is with humble and contrite heart that we sacrifice each day to the Lord. Each and every day. We offer a humble and contrite heart. When we say the Our Father, you know, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Forgive us today our debts as we forgive our debtors. There's a reciprocal relationship there. A reciprocal relationship between God forgiving us and our being able to forgive one another from the heart. And Jesus tells that parable. In our reading from Matthew. He said you know. There, there were two servants. One owed the king a great deal. He couldn't possibly pay. And so he falls down. Does him homage. And says my lord be patient with me. And I will pay you back in full.' Moved with pity. The master let the official go. And rode off the debt." And sure enough, the servant that was forgiven comes across a fellow servant who owes him just a fraction of what he owed uh, the, the, uh, the king, the master. And that servant says to have mercy on me, be patient, and I will pay you back what I owe you. And that servant that was forgiven He says, no, I want it now. And so he puts him in jail until he pays what he is owed back. The other servants come and they tell the king what that servant, that ungrateful servant, that lack of love servant did. And the master says, you worthless wretch. I canceled your entire debt when you pleaded with me. Should you not have dealt mercifully with your fellow servant as I dealt with you? Then in anger, the master handed over to the torturers, that that ungrateful, unforgiving, lacking in mercy servant, until he paid all that he owed. That's when Jesus says, My heavenly Father will treat you in exactly the same way. And each of you forgives from the heart. Lent is the season of God forgiving us totally and completely from the heart. He sends his only son, his beloved son, incarnate in Jesus Christ, to announce a year of mercy, forgiveness, healing, And we are invited to do the same. It's not simply to receive, but it's also to extend, to share, to multiply the forgiveness that we have received. And the receiving of forgiveness from God reveals God's unbounded love for us. That while we were yet sinners, as St. Paul says, while we were yet enemies of God, God showed his love for us by giving up this only begotten son. So that we might be forgiven. So today. Is a good time. To spend a few minutes examining. How we forgive. Is our lack of forgiveness a lack of love. God loves us infinitely. God loves us eternally. And God wants us to be. In his presence. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for all eternity in that total, complete, divine love, peace. And God ask of us each and every day that those who have wronged us, those who have hurt us, those perhaps long past the bridge has not been crossed, grace and courage we can walk across that bridge and we can say to the one who is in need of our forgiveness yes, in need of our forgiveness I forgive you from the heart and we will find that in the moment that we are able to say those words from the heart our very hearts are forgiven and healed as well. God bless you.